0: Hey, Whitewater Church! Good to be with you. Um, in this time, we're a church that that uh, gathers in home churches or just in our homes, depending on your your situation. and And then we are the scattered church. We are a church that's serving and blessing the community. Um, we have people who have who have uh, given time, talent, and treasure to help with the fires and help with just some of the struggles our community has gone through in this last year. And I'm, I'm so grateful for the compassionate hearts that you show. And I think um, in a world that is very judgment-centered right now um, and centers itself on judging others and finding what's wrong with other people, we're not a judgment-centered church. We are a Jesus-centered church. And that means that we love people with compassion. We accept people even if we don't agree with them. And I just want to welcome you. I'm glad you're, you're here. Now, in the series that we're in, we're looking back at the church and the church fathers and mothers and what they taught the church that was going through terrible challenge, terrible uh, trials. And what did they teach the church so that it could be a light in the darkness, a church that changed the world around them and found joy in the midst of uh, a, just a crazy world that that often seemed like there was, there was no control over. So what I want to talk to you guys about today is a pattern we see uh, starting with Barnabas and uh, carried through with the other uh, leaders of the church. You see this with uh, Luke, who actually wrote the book of Luke and Acts. And you see this with uh, Paul. You see it with James. You see it with Peter. And this is a pattern uh, that, that you see in the book of Acts. It's very simple, but it's very easy to miss. And here's what it is. We have to share our stories. Rejoicing in God's grace requires sharing stories of God's grace. Uh, It's so important right now that we are sharing what God is doing, uh, because we can't see everything at all times, right? We don't know the blessings, we don't know the challenges, we don't know the the way God is moving in and through people, you know, just in our homes and just with our phones (laughs) and our computers. Um, We have to be proactive, not passive in our faith right now. And one of the big ways we do that is by story sharing. How do we, how do we share our stories? And let me just give a little biblical background on this. Um, uh, starting in, we're going to start with the thread of Barnabas that's been kind of a foundation for us. Uh, he's a leader in the church. He was known as the, as the son of encouragement. He was always sharing encouragement with others and, and, um, storytelling or sharing stories was huge, um, in his ministry. Let me show you how. Uh, Picking up in chapter 11, this gives a little bit of background some of you guys might recognize. But in verse 19 of chapter 11, it says, Now those who were scattered as a result of the trouble that occurred between Stephen um, traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch. The church had been gathered. God was doing amazing things. And then the persecution came um, and, and the church was scattered. It went through a really challenging time. We're scattered right now you know, in all kinds of places. And that's the beauty of the church. It's like breathing in, breathing out. We gather to scatter. We gather to scatter. And we see that rhythm here. Um, And when the church scattered, they they end up being sent to bless a broken world. They entered Antioch and began proclaiming the good news about the Lord Jesus also to the Gentiles, non-Jewish people. Uh, this was not a you know a normal thing at this point. Christianity was mainly a Jew, seen as a Jewish uh, like kind of subgroup. Verse twenty one: The Lord's power was with them, and a large number came to believe and returned to the Lord. or Excuse me, turned to the Lord. Now, when the church in Jerusalem, that's largely Jewish, heard about this, they sent Barnabas, the encourager, Barnabas, the leader. To Antioch, this town with all these Gentiles finding Jesus. This is kind of this is new. It's unheard of. They don't know what to do because God is moving outside of the religious structures. He's moving outside of you know their cultural, uh, racial um, boundaries that they have. God's out there at work, and it's just shocking to them. So, is this good? Is this bad? What, how should we respond to this? Um, should we keep them as, as outsiders or allow them to come in? And so they send Barnabas, this leader, in verse 23, this is one of the most important verses in the book of Acts, when he arrived and saw evidence of God's grace, he saw the Spirit changing and transforming uh, these Gentiles, people who were not part of his culture, his group, they were being changed, transformed in, in Jesus' power. And it says he was overjoyed, he rejoiced, he was glad, he saw the evidence of God's grace. And was glad, and he encouraged everyone to remain fully committed to the Lord, devoted to the Lord. Um, it would have been easy to be like, no, these are outsiders. This is difficult. I don't really want God to be working outside of you know our temple, our culture, our people, our our systems. But he recognized God was at work out there in ways no one would have predicted, and he was he rejoiced. He was glad. He goes on to say um, that Barnabas responded in this way because he was a good man whom the Holy Spirit had endowed with exceptional faith." If we wanna be Holy Spirit-filled people, we wanna see where God's working, even in areas we would never expect, or sometimes even want, and rejoice in it. Now here's where the storytelling gets really, really key. So we, he sees the grace of God and he's glad. He he's, sees grace and there's gratitude. Now verse uh, this is um, from Acts chapter 14, later in the story. It, it's, it, this is when Barnabas is with pa- uh, Paul, there they set sail for antioch they'd been on a missionary journey doing god's work where they first were first entrusted to the grace of god for the mission they had now completed they called the church together when they arrived and reported all god had done with them and through them how god had welcomed outsiders through the doorway of faith. I mean, Barnabas was always trying to bring the outsider in. I mean, he, he, he understood God's heart was for all people, that all people would know Jesus. All people would be loved. All people would be, would experience the acceptance and transformation of God. And, um, they, they go on this mission. They come back, uh, you know, to their hometown and their home church. And then they call. Every, they gathered people. The scattered church gets gathered. And what do they? What do they gather around? Uh, is it just a prayer meeting? No, that's good. Is it to teach the Bible? No, but that's good. What do they do? They reported all that God had done with them and through them. God is at work with you and through you with our church and through our church, scattered throughout Pierce County and through and farther. We've got people tuning in even from other states. God is at work with you and through you. It is so, so important that we follow this pattern of sharing the stories of God's grace. We wouldn't know how God brought the outsiders, the Gentiles in, unless the story was told. And there's a pattern throughout the rest of Acts and really the people of God where we share the story. See, God isn't just in the Bible. God is at work in our world currently. And the, the, the stories of Scripture are help are really a lens to help us see what God is doing. Barnabas' story helps us realize that we need to share our stories. Uh, let me just read another example of this. In Acts 21, verse 17, it says, When we when we reached uh Jerusalem, this is actually Luke writing about his journey with Paul as a missionary. He says, When we reached Jerusalem, their home home church, The brothers and sisters welcomed us warmly. The following day, Paul went in with us to James. Uh, who's was another leader in the church. And all the elders were present. So they went to the elders, the leaders. and After greeting them, what does it say? He reported in detail what God had done among the Gentiles through his ministry. It is so important that we tell our stories. Because when we share our stories of what God is doing, we help other people rejoice with us. In verse 20, it says, when they heard it, they glorified God. They rejoiced. They worshiped. They were just blown away. We reflect on the grace of God. We rejoice on it. And a key component of that is sharing our stories. Reflecting together, rejoicing together. It's this rhythm. You know, gather and scatter. We reflect on what God's doing and we rejoice in it. Like, we gotta do that. This world has, it's hard, the world we live in. It's really hard, but God's at work there. And we have to do the work of reflecting and rejoicing. I wanna encourage you to read through the book of Acts and try to underline and find all the areas where it says they went and reported they reported back to the church they reported to each other story after story after story um we have to share these things and right now we we have a home church model and uh, we're just trying to make it simple we want to we want to meet you right where you're at right now and uh, we're encouraging people with who you feel comfortable with. Circle up, pick a group that you're comfortable with, even if it's two or three. The Bible says wherever two or three are gathered, Jesus is present, like He's there. And so, it, these groups don't have to be big. They don't have to meet, uh, you know, in your living room if you're not comfortable. We have. We have churches that are meeting in homes and parks and backyards and, you know, just creative places. And, uh, we want to empower the church to do that. So pick your people, pick a time and show up regularly. And we want to walk along, um, the journey and resource you. So if you are interested in starting one or you've, you've already been kind of doing that and you're like, well, like, let's just make it a, a kind of official. We want to support you. So go to info at org and we will get you on your way. Um, one of our hopes is that every church would start to have a leader who's the storyteller, the story gatherer, to report back to us so we can tell the stories of what God's doing because here's a few things I know about sharing stories. Um stories encourage and inspire us. Like it, it's so inspiring to hear the good things and the challenges that other people are going through. It lifts me out of myself and it's encouraging and it inspires it informs us it teaches us we're learning from barnabas and paul's story and we're learning from early church uh, fathers and mothers because their stories were told we wouldn't learn those lessons unless their to- their story was gathered and told and we want to tell this, these stories uh, stories tell the truth of the blessings uh, and the broken things in our, our world the stories help us see grace and they help us show gratitude and one of the most important things for us to remember today is sharing stories are crucial in helping us reflect on what God is doing and rejoice together, because rejoicing isn't just the feeling of joy personally. It's, it's bigger than that. It's a community rejoicing together. So we want you to rejoice, share stories together with your home churches, with your spiritual families. Right now, we're a church that was gathering like every week, and now we're scattered. And sharing our stories together um, helps connect us to each other. Like, we're still connected in spirit, but boy, when we share our stories, it's like kind of handing out pictures. We give a little picture of what God's doing um, so that people can see and they they can be encouraged and lifted up. I want to invite you right now to listen to some of the stories of what God and His grace is doing in and through our church. And I want us to rejoice together right now.
1: Hi Whitewater family, this is Donna and Lou and we have some exciting news.
2: Yes, we recently became engaged and we're planning on getting married in early November. We're really thankful that God has given this opportunity to come together to get to know each other and we wanted to share this with our Whitewater family. Hey Whitewater family, I'm Hannah. I'm Matt.
0: And we just wanted to share a bright spot that's happened for us in our life recently. We found out that we are pregnant and we're gonna have a baby boy um, the end of December. So we're so excited to welcome um, a little guy into our family. And Matt has one other bright spot that we share. We're also blessed to get our first home right before COVID happened and are now able to finally host a home church. So we're excited for that.
2: Yeah, excited to open our home to people, and um, yeah, we miss you guys, and hope everyone's doing well. Hi, Whitewater family. For those of you that don't know me, my name is Lee, and I'm a person that enjoys listening to stories. Uh, I love striking up conversations with strangers at restaurants or coffee houses. I've even had late night coffee sessions with some of you considered it a ministry of mine thanks to face masks, social distancing, isolation. Uh, I've wondered recently if my ministry is coming to an end. But a few weeks ago, I had an event that uh, changed my mind. After a 911 call, uh, a ride in an ambulance, an emergency room visit, and a scan of my head, it ended up that I had a small blood clot in my brain, a minor stroke. I was admitted into the hospital and given a dose of blood thinners to try to dissolve, reduce the clot. After uh, a scary night um, and uh, a night of prayer from many of you, I woke up completely cured. I could speak fine. All word recognition, reckon- <laughs> I can't say it now, word recognition was, uh, was right on point. The doctors came in and they said um, he was surprised that the blood thinners worked so quickly. Um, they normally don't. In fact he was surprised that I could speak as well as I could that just kind of showed me that um, God has still some use for me um, now I'm back home normal uh, well as normal as I've ever been and um, my own story isn't done yet You're the-
1: i These
0: Rejoicing in God's grace requires that we share stories of God's grace. And so I want to invite you right now, today, to just commit to sharing stories. And would you share your story with us? Um, Would you just uh, email us at story at whitewaterchurch.org and send in some stories of what god's doing when we share our stories it helps other people see the grace of god as we learn to be grace finders as we learn to um, reflect and rejoice together in the grace of god the movement of god's spirit um, i want to encourage you to to send your stories in to us we want to tell them um we would love it if you even just record your own story like just share you know record it on your phone um, and then share it with us. Send it to us. Um, send it to story at whitewaterchurch.org um, because we want to rejoice together and get the stories of our church into the hearts and homes of the Scattered Church of Whitewater.